Play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Again, thanks so much for hanging out with us, guys. You can always call us up at 212-650-6903 because we appreciate your comments and your calls. And you can tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. So I want to take it back, but not too far, just like two years ago from today right if you can remember it was 2013 we were in september and we were approaching a looming government shutdown and then republicans actually shut the government down partial uh, a partial part of the government shut down and this was all over the affordable care act they made it their mission to stop president obama from signing his signature health care law into um signature health care act into law and giving the millions of americans who never had health coverage um coverage and i was one of them and i had obamacare for a long i had it for i think a year or two um so you know i was one of them that, that definitely appreciated and benefited and i know a lot of young people millennials who they were also very appreciative because if you were under the age of 26 at that time yep. you can stay on your parents health care you know and it was just I mean something very positive but we all know how Republicans are when the president tries to do something so even though that partial government shutdown was horrible and it cost America 24 billion dollars in 2013 like I said, guess what? They are trying to shut it down again. And this time it's all over their effort to defund Planned Parenthood. So if you haven't been paying attention, Planned Parenthood has been under fire for weeks now because a conservative anti-abortion group released videos earlier this year, which allegedly show medical workers affiliated with the pro-choice, um, uh, with the pro-choice not-for-profit uh, do- talking about the sale of aborted fetal tissue. So if you watch the videos, they are disturbing because the thing is um, what this group did, they filmed the, you know, they filmed on the cover, these uh, medical workers talking about it. And then they edited the video so that you only hear certain parts and it hear and it sounds like they're just very callous and they're just like, yeah, let's use this, uh, you know, baby tissue for something. Right. It's, it's just not the case. And Planned Parenthood has came out and they, they described and they clarified what exactly what, what was happening. And it's a legal practice of collecting fetal tissue in order for it to be donated for medical research with the patient's consent. And I was going to say, which we actually did a whole show on, so check that out in our archive shows. Yeah, we we definitely did that whole show on that. So following the release, uh, a group of GOP senators, they were like, you know what, we need to shut Planned Parenthood down. This is not the first time, not the second time, or the third time, or probably even the 50th time that they try to shut down Planned Parenthood, Um, According because Planned Parenthood does offer abortions to their their clients. But, I mean, if you look at Planned Parenthood in whole, um, the majority of the work they do is to help women women who you know who um either need to be to get like a screening or, or women who can't afford to get certain um or don't, or don't have access to certain medical um coverage they help those women in, in different ways and it's a service to women but they've been trying to shut it down so now nonetheless 31 conservative Republicans have pledged to vote against any spending bill that includes money for Planned Parenthood, even though federal law restricts that money from going towards abortions. So if they're successful they will be blocking the bill um, by September 30th, which is the deadline for the spending bill to be passed. And then the government will shut down October 1st. But 
I personally don't think it's going to happen, but you know what? There's still this uh, Ted Cruz in particular is leading this crusade to define Planned Parenthood. And we all know he's running for um, president in 2016. So this is just great, you know, talking points. And he can just really speak to that pro-choice, those pro-choice vo- uh, voters, those pro-life voters. Um, and that's what he's basically trying to do. He's just trying to capitalize on it, basically. So I want I just wanted to note that the House Speaker and Senator uh, Mitch McConnell have both said, we're not going down this route again. We're just not going to do it. And Senator Cruz and the other right-wing Republicans are like, we're still, we're still going to strategize. He just held a meeting in his office. And we're like, we need to figure out a way to shut this government down over Planned Parenthood. Right. And it's just ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, so to jump on that, what this says to me is two things. Number one, that the govern the impending government shutdown and i wouldn't be surprised if it happens right i I, totally I, I, I am not giving them any benefit of the doubt i would not be surprised if this happens all this says to me is number one that this impending government shutdown hinges on the effective effectiveness of a conservative propaganda viral video this video that went out that was heavily edited that wasn't factual in many ways that really portrayed Planned Parenthood be something that it's not um our whole government is going to shut down based on what that video represented right this conservative propaganda video number two what this says to me is that 31 conservative Republicans in the Senate including one of the front runners for the 2016 GOP presidential primaries Ted Cruz hate women Right. Because only it's it's important to note that the federal funding Planned Parenthood receives a tremendous amount of federal funding. Right. Three percent of the services that they provide are for abortions and zero dollars by law goes to Planned Parenthood's um, abortion services. Right. Though the money that covers abortion services through Planned Parenthood is not funded by the federal government. It's funded by private donations and foundations and other fees um, and the like. By law, they cannot use federal funds to cover these services. So what Planned Parenthood does provide is health services for women, um, SDI screening and testing. Uh, and for anyone that thinks that Republicans are anti um you know, are anti-choice, that they're pro-life, that they want to reduce the amount of abortion. For exactly for that reason, right? If Republicans truly wanted to reduce the amount of abortions, and I don't think anybody is like super into abortions and loves it. Everybody knows that Nobody it's not... Nobody's pro-abortion. No one's pro-abortion. They're pro-choice, right? So um, if they really wanted to actually reduce the number of abortions in this country, they would increase funding to Planned Parenthood, right? Because... For exactly the reason that you said, just increasing birth control options um, and health and information. There's a lot of inf- Planned Parenthood will um, run informational sessions and produce literature for women to read um, and for families to read to make choices or to help them make the choices around family planning. If Republicans actually wanted to reduce the number of abortions in this country, they would leave Planned Parenthood alone. Which leads you back into the idea that they are not pro-life, they are pro-birth. And they're right? anti-women. And they are anti-women. Um, because, you know, literally, as we've both just said, the number one way to reduce abortions in this country is to provide family planning uh, services and birth control. And if you want to defund the organization that provides the most plan, plan, you know, family planning services and the most birth control to people who otherwise couldn't afford it, then, you know, it just is kind of backwards yeah doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me it really doesn't guys and we actually have a caller on the line who would like to let his voice be heard on Planned Parenthood uh good afternoon yes good afternoon you know it's obvious that you don't know the history of 
uh, Planned Parenthood. You know, uh, there's been a real diabolical agenda behind Planned Parenthood. And it just goes to show that the way you just dismiss your your former caller, Deborah, and uh, and others, like, it just goes to show, this is one reason why I would not vote for a Democrat for nothing no more. Because this new, uh, newfound fable generation of, of yuppieism, you know, y'all is far removed from the real issue, you know. And this Planned Parenthood is very diabolical, you know, and it has a history of, 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 of destroying the uterus systems of, of the Hispanic woman and black woman. Uh, and you, you don't even Margaret Sanger. You don't even you don't even bring this to the to the subject matter. I actually do know the history of Planned Parenthood, and I do know that Margaret Sanger was very much in favor of eugenics. However, that is the past, and that remains in the past. And while most people, like yourself, clearly think that's an important issue, the fact of the matter is today it's generally speaking irrelevant because of the fact that that is no longer the mission or goal of Planned Parenthood, nor is it exactly what Planned Parenthood is doing. And as I've already mentioned three or four times, the actual facts is Planned Parenthood is preventing more abortions than it is actually doing. So this idea, yes, people are stuck in a historical context where they are thinking about Margaret Sanger and about how she very much was a racist and, you know, and xenophobic. And yes, that may be true. But we have to look at Planned Parenthood today in 2015, not at Planned Parenthood when they first got started. Right. And and that's where the, the discussion is geared towards the present day and all the good that they're doing. But I don't think that we should be dismissive towards this history because, I mean, it's just it's it's, it's a it's a, a stain in Planned Parenthood's uh, history and in Absolutely. American fabric. When it, I mean, it's just like slavery. They tried to take out and, and wash out black and brown babies and, and, and people. And, you know, uh, we do thank you for well, your comment. But I don't we're think stay we on should track. Like, be dismissive of it just to respond yeah. to that. I'm not saying we should be dismissive of it. I'm saying we shouldn't use that as a reason to of say let's not. defund Planned Parenthood no, today exactly. unless your goal is to see an increase in abortions, because that's exactly what's going to happen if you decrease right. the funding to Planned Parenthood. So if your true thing is I don't want to see abortions and I don't want to see black and brown people getting abortions, then you should say, hey, we need to fund Planned Parenthood more because they're the ones handing out the birth control that's well, preventing the abortion well the thing is because this was such the severity behind it i can understand why people aren't trusting of planned parenthood especially if they don't know the resource the, the the research and the facts behind it and what they do but the thing is if you knew this and you grew up during that time in the history i might i might not trust it either i think that's a completely fair point and again and you you raise the the point that um it's like slavery in this country where we can't just ignore it and just say well it doesn't exist now so let's move on right, right. it's something that definitely needs to be addressed however i think that the 31 cons- conservative Republicans could not give a damn about um, the previous history. That's not why they're um, bringing this to light, right? They could not. I mean, these 31 conservative Republicans consistently vote against the interests of black and brown people in this country. So that is not where they are coming from. And while it's a very, very good and important point, it's important to remember that these are people 
that do not care about the interests of of those people. So speaking about the conservatives and the Republicans and this tactic. um, So after the undercover sting videos were released, it really shifted American discourse against Planned Parenthood, especially um, among pro-life voters. And the GOP has done a great job at capitalizing on it. And I wanted to ask you guys on the panel. I mean, the GOP strategy is obviously effective to a certain large degree. But is this good politics for the GOP? No. No, it's not. I mean, and it's not it's not good politics because this really hurt them the last time. And unfortunately, I I should say fortunately for them, when it really hurt them the last time in 2013, it was not before a major election. And by the time the midterms in 2014 rolled around, uh, it was sort of largely forgotten at the polls. I mean, people when they went into the polls weren't thinking like these people shut down the government. They were still voting, you know, for these people for other reasons. And so I think that politically speaking, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's the time of the year. It's 2015. The, the race is not for another year. Maybe they don't care about whether it's politically detrimental because they're like, oh, well, you know, just like last time, voters aren't going to remember by the time the next cycle rolls around. On the other hand, I think voters might remember, especially because 2016 is a presidential election, which means a lot of people are, are going to come right. out that wouldn't normally come out for the midterms like they did in, you know, like they didn't, I should say, in 2014. Well, I think that um, moving towards a government shutdown um, is detrimental to the GOP, but is beneficial to Ted Cruz. And it certainly was last time around. So I think that he is going to launch a full scale charge towards the shutdown because his supporters will love him for that. But I, I do think that th- it's a little less likely that the government will be shut down um, more than last time because of this big presidential election. And no matter what, the Republicans are going to look bad if the government has another shutdown. Right. And just to add on that really quickly, I don't think it's likely because of the internal conflict. Like uh, Boehner has come out, Mitch McConnell has come out, and a lot of people are like, it's not going to happen. So and it's just that that small sector in the Republican Party that are doing it for show. But on that note, we're going to go on a quick break. But when we come back, we'll have more about Planned Parenthood and the likelihood of another government shutdown. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio. I'm Alyssa Fuchs. I am here with Selena Hill and Jackie Cohn, and we are talking about uh, potential looming government shutdown 2.0 because (laughs) of what I will call the poison pill. There's always a poison pill. It's something that somebody inserts into a spending bill that they really want to get done, but that, you know, has no chance of passing on its own as its own bill. And so they say, hey, let's put it into this must-pass bill. Um, And then this way, the president's like, well, I won't pass a spending bill that also has that provision in it. And other people are like, well, we can't pass a spending bill that has that provision in it. And so it becomes this as I say, it poisons the entire bill. And so that leads to a situation where if you can't pass a continuing resolution to keep the money flowing, then the government has to come to a grinding halt. And so this is a tactic we are seeing now being used over and over and over again in, to try and get legislation passed that otherwise wouldn't be able to pass on its own by inserting it into must-pass legislation. Right. So, yeah. And it's callous and it completely disregards the American people and workers who have to suffer from it 
So, I mean, it's something we shouldn't be doing. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I'll just speak more on that topic. So, I, you know, I know we sort of talked about the spending bill, but what's really happening is is this sort of goes back to 2013. So after the government shutdown ended, they passed what was called a continuing resolution. They did not pass a new budget for the right. year or for five years going forward or for 10 years going forward. They passed a stopgap measure. And now then they had to pass another stopgap measure last year. And now that stopgap measure to keep the government funded is now coming up again. And the real way to solve this issue is twofold as far as I'm concerned. And we can talk about more solutions later on in the conversation, though, is one, pass a budget. If you pass a five-year budget, if there's actually a budget, even if it's a budget that, you know, is a compromise and, you know, the nature of the compromise is I don't get what I or everything that I want and you don't get everything that you want, but pass some kind of long-term actual budget so that there's no need to constantly be passing stopgap measures and then you won't have looming government shutdowns every well, six months. I think that's why we don't see a budget pass is because there's a very we have a Congress that's very unwilling to compromise with, with one another. Um, so, you know, ideally, right, if everybody was doing their job correctly, that's what we would get. But people are really digging in their heels. And this is what we saw last time around is that there's this pure unwillingness to compromise so we won't and it's to all of our detriment so you think that this is more of a strategy of they like doing these continuing resolutions instead of passing a budget so that they can essentially have some gravitas and hold something over somebody else's head later on when they want to get something done that they can't pass at all yeah interesting (laughs) theory i i think i mean i don't think it's good politics right or maybe it's great politics right to to just dig your heels in and use it as like a, a chip to play that you know you're not um giving in to other people's interests just to do the right thing for the country but you're you know holding true and steadfast to uh right what your constituents may want Exactly. And, and it should be mentioned that the Republicans who are using this issue, which is Planned Parenthood, to try to shut down the government again this year. Um, if you look at if you look at what their their reasoning behind it. Right. They, they want to shut it down because they don't believe that, you know, abortion should be permitted and a woman should make that decision. But the thing is, they're not really pro-life in a sense. They seem like they're pro-birth, because when you look at what happens when these babies are born, especially when they're born to women of low means or, or low income mothers, um, you know, they want to cut their food stamps they want to cut WIC they don't want to invest in their educational systems so the thing is it's, it's a complete hypocrisy the way I look at it and perceive it because it's like if I did have a baby now and you know and, I, and I'm not ready and, I, and I'm not financially stable how how do how would I supposed to be able to you know afford you know if a, uh, the food stamp system and the government entitlement programs these are lifelines for yeah. so many people in this country and they want to essentially cut them off absolutely and you know what and speaking Speaking of that, coming up in just about five or six minutes or so, we're going to be talking more about this issue when I talk about food insecurity, because one of the things that we're seeing with food insecure households is about SNAP. And we keep having Republicans that say, let's cut SNAP further and further and further and further. And yet food insecurity keeps growing and growing and growing. So, you know, that's definitely another issue. And Selena, you make a great point by bringing that up. I'm definitely going to address it during the quickie coming up in just a few minutes. So keep tuning in if you want to hear about that. But I also, you know, wanted to address this issue of the issue of the poison pill being Planned Parenthood this time. It's, you know, that's just 
what it is this time around. Last exactly. time it was Obamacare. This time it's Planned Parenthood. You know, next time it's going to be something else. So what it all comes down to is there are certain issues which some people will call fringe issues and other people will say, oh, well, they're not really fringe issues. They're things that, you know, people in the minority or in the Republican conservative parties really care about is these are issues that don't have enough support for them to actually go on the floor as actual laws. You know what? Here's what I say, which is if you want to defund Planned Parenthood, then put it on the floor as a law, as an actual law, and get people to vote for it. Don't do the shady thing, which is say, well, I can't get it passed through the front door. So instead, let me try and weasel my way in through the back door and use that as a way to potentially shut down the government. You know, like, just just put it out there. Let the American people see you vote up or down on the actual bill itself, whether it's defunding Obamacare or defunding Planned Parenthood or any of the multiple other things that Republicans want to do. That's fine. You want to do them, do them. But like I said, you know, come in through the front door and do them tra- in a transparent fashion where we can all see it. And clearly Americans like that, right? If we, we were talking earlier about how well people like Donald Trump and Ben Carson are polling, they don't like this shady backdoor politics. They want people to be upfront about their intentions. So if you do that, I think you'll be rewarded. I, on yeah. one level, yes, but on another level, no, because I think what also some people, at least in the conservative camp, like is they like the idea of obstructionism. Sure. They like the whole idea of like not, you know, their whole idea is that that they don't like government, so they don't want government to work. They want to shrink government down to the size where it can fit down the drain in their bathtub. Mm -hmm. And so because they want government to be so small, no, that's an actual quote from Grover Norquist. You know, (sighs) government so small that it should be able to fit down the drain in my bathtub. And so if you don't like government and you're operating from the point where you're in the government, well, what's the best way to get your agenda of less government, which is to obstruct the government from being able to get anything done? So I think that on one level, yes, I think it could be helpful because people like transparency but on the other level you have a whole group of people that love obstructionism because they love the idea of shutting down the government right. because they don't like government yeah right it's true. True. And, true and it does play into their, their larger um you know mission to you know to basically destroy the obama administration as well because a lot of people and i remember the first time we had the government shut down a lot of people who weren't following politics very closely were blaming president obama and they were like well why can't he get it together why can't he compromise and then i remember i was you know communicating on my social media feed just to break it down about what's been happening but the thing is when it comes to like the, the when you when you look at it from a very surface level a lot of people like to blame the top and i think that they also know that and it does play into their larger strategy to to ruin again uh, obama's legacy in his administration i totally agree with that it also has to do with messaging like the republican party and conservatives in general for some reason are really really good oh, yeah. at messaging really and are. it's because they use fear-mongering rhetoric whereas democrats and liberals don't fear-monger as much if at all really and like this fear-mongering strategy it works right they're like they use specific words and phrases and you know you see this with Planned Parenthood but you also see this with Obamacare right death panels and you know ripping babies apart and like you know they pick and choose words that they know are going to incite people in their base and then when people get incited they're like oh this is great they're going to stop Obama they're going to put their hand in in his face and say stop you can't do this because we're going to shut the government down right no 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 and and so just to to conclude guys and I want to get your final thoughts on on, you know, again, um, what would happen if the government does shut down? The last time this happened in 2013, it wasn't a lot of accountability. Like Republicans didn't own up and apologize no. or say anything like that. They Some blamed of them, Obama. So, yep. They blamed Obama. Some of them were commended. 
Ted Cruz, his platform had rose dram- uh, dramatically. I mean, a lot of them benefited. And I want to say Democrats also benefited because uh, both parties did a lot of fundraising around the government shutdown and they blamed each other and they made money. Do you guys think this would happen again? Yeah, it is. You know why? I'll tell you exactly why. And this will be my final comment, because the winners of a government shutdown are the politicians. As you point out, both the politicians on both sides of the aisle made money off the government shutdown because Mm -hmm. Republicans were able to say, look, we did it. Give us money because we got in Obama's face and we shut it down. Yay, us. And Democrats were able to point fingers and say, Republicans shut it down and it's their fault. So give us money if you don't want it to happen again. And guess who? So the winners were the politicians and the losers were the American people and that's why I think they will do it again because they care only about themselves and lining their own pockets and they do not give a crap about the American people. I think that's a really good point and you know the last segment that we had we talked about collateral consequences and the collateral consequences of shutting down the government is that everyday people that are employed or contracted by the U.S. government will not get paid and not be able to go to work while these politicians are getting funds thrown their way because everyone's like, oh, yeah, you you did what we wanted and look how bad the other guy is. But in the meantime, lots of people are going to either like lose their jobs or not get paid for work and they can't afford that. Right. No, absolutely right. And, and just to conclude, I think that when these people were elected into their positions, they did it because based on their constituents and they made these promises and instead we're going to get things done when they shut the government down not only are you not getting anything done but you're like derailing everyone's attention and it's like it makes it even more impossible to try to compromise and to try to act in the betterment of the american people and it's just something that sets us so far back economically politically it's just not something that's healthy in our democracy whatsoever and i think that you know i I know that they use it for you know to get these brownie points with their with their uh constituents and with their support and they do it, you know, so they can launch these platforms and become, you know, run for president and all this other stuff. But I think that if you can't be more, you know, more transparent or, or more just forthright when it comes to presenting your policies and using that to get where you need to go, then maybe you shouldn't even be in office. Uh, but on that note, we do have to go on a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to have the quickie.